learning Beitza, Tafta Zainam and Aleph. We're beginning at the bottom of Tazvav Midbeis. Tani Rav Tachlifa, Achuad Rav Nai Chuza, Rav Tachlifa, the brother of Rav Nai from Chuza. So he taught a Brisa, Kalm is an Osa Shal Adam, Kitsuvim Lomer Rosh Hashanah, Vead Yom Kippurim. All of the mazon, and all of the sustenance a person will be provided with for the entire year is set from Rosh Hashanah. Some of the Girsa from Rosh Hashanah until Rosh Hashanah meaning the entire year's worth of mazan is set from Rosh Hashanah to the next Rosh Hashanah. According to this girsa from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur, so the Mepharshim say it means that between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, during the Aserah made Tshuva, a person's mazan is determined for the entire year. That means how much money a person will have for his expenses, for his food, is predetermined. He spends anything beyond that, will end up short at the end of the year, he won't have enough, so a person has to be very careful how much he spends. He might spend... More than he was allotted. This does not include the expenses of Shabbos, the expenses of Yamtev, and the expenses of his children learning Torah. In other words, however much a person spends during the year is accounted for, and he can't exceed the amount that he was allotted. But there was no allotment for how much he spends on Shabbos, on Yamtev, and Sending his children to learn. Shin Pichis, he spends less, Pochs, and it'll give him a little bit less, meaning extra than what they allotted, because this was never allotted, but it'll be less, because he spent less. If he if he spends more, we'll see from that. That means whatever a person spends for Shabbos, for Yamta, for Banavlat Hamutaira, that'll be given to him in addition to whatever else was allotted to him for the entire year. He does not have to make a Cheshbin, he doesn't have to be concerned how much he spends on Shabbos, Yamta, and Hotzaz, Banavlat Hamutaira because that will be covered for regardless, either instantly or later, Rashi says. Amr Micro, what's the Pasuk? In other words, where do we see this idea in the Pasuk that a person's sustenance for the entire year is determined on Rosh Hashanah? So the Pasuk says, Tiku b'chodesh shofar. Tiku, you should blow, b'chodesh, you should blow on Rosh Chodesh, the shofar. Bakasa, chodesh meaning the why is Rosh Chodesh called Rosh Chodesh? It's the Chiddush Levana. It's the time when there's a new Levana. So blow at the time of the renewing of the moon, blow the shofar, when the moon is hidden, right at the time of the beginning of the moon, it's actually hidden. You can't see the Levana between the time that it finishes waning and begins waxing. That's the time of the Chiddush of the Levana. It's actually invisible and that's what it means, Bakesa, when the moon is hidden, Liyom Chagenu, and it's on the day of Achag, meaning there's a Yamtev, when the moon is hidden, and at that time, when the Levana is being renewed, then is a mitzvah to blow Shofar, right? That's Rosh Hashanah. Which Chag is it? Shachorish Miskasabo, when the Levana, the new moon, is hidden. Haviyomer, is that Rosh Hashanah? That's Rosh Hashanah. Every other Yamtev, you can see the moon. Viksiv, and it says later on in the next pasuk, "Chok liYisrael who mishpat lelokiyakov." Chok liYisrael means chok is the food, is the mazon, is the sustenance. That is the sustenance liYisrael, meaning to say that is the time when the amount of sustenance that Kali Yisrael will have is determined. My mashma the high chok lishan demizayin. Do how's it mashma? Where do we see that the word chok is the same lashon as mazon as sustenance? It says they ate the food that Paro gave to them. So Chok is food. 
when the food, the amount of food, the amount of mazan of sustenance is determined. Marzut said we see it in another pasuk, Hatrifeni lechem chuki, Hatrifeni feed me the lechem achuki, meaning that's my food allotment. Feed me the bread that is meant to be my food to eat. So chok refers to the food a person has to eat. Tanya, so the Gemara brings a bride. So amulav al shami azaken. They said about shami azaken. Right? We said that all of the food is set. Um, Except for the Otsar Shabbos Yamtiv, so the Gemara brings a, a discussion regarding how much or how a person should go about treating Shabbos and spending for Shabbos. It said about Shami Azakin, Koyamav, all of his days, every day of his life, Hayaochal Kovit Shabbos. On Sunday, on Monday, and Tuesday, and Wednesday, and Thursday, he ate the Kovit Shabbos. How so? Matzabehema, when he would find an animal that was not a nice animal, a good looking animal, this animal would be something significant. And Chashiv to Shech to Yamtiv Omer, he would say, Zulu Shabbos, this animal, I'm going to set it aside for Shabbos. Matzacheres noahimena, and if he found a nicer animal, so what would he do? He would set aside the second animal that he found, and he would eat the first animal. So now when he Shechs an animal and he eats it today, he's actually saving, he's actually saving the second animal of Kavach Shabbos. So he's eating this animal of Kavach Shabbos. Hilazakein had a different midah. Hilazakein had a different anaga. When he would have an animal to eat on Tuesday and it was even nicer than the animal on Monday, he would eat it. Why? His maizim were the same shemaim. Everything he did the same shemaim. Rashi says that means he was boteach b'ashem. It wasn't necessary for Hillel on Monday or Tuesday to think about Shabbos and to save something for Shabbos. Not because he was thinking about himself. Nothing. On the contrary, everything was the same shemaim and he did it with the utmost he knew that he was eating today the same Shemayim, and he was boteach b'ashem, that he would provide for him something even better for Shabbos, and Amr, right? It says, Baruch Hashem, Yom, Yom, each day, and live each day as it comes, and David and Hillel, each day, was Mavarech Hashem, for what he provided him. He didn't have to think about tomorrow, he was boteach, that tomorrow, the Baruch would provide for him, and he would provide for him even more. And it seems that because of his bitachon, he was assured that he would have something even better with covered Shabbos. Tanyam Yachan, there's a bride like this as well. From the first day of the week, the Shabbos you have to already start putting things away and thinking and be thinking about Shabbos. We say, well, no. Baruch Hashem, Yom Yom. Baruch Hashem, each day. Today, you provide for today. And tomorrow, you provide for tomorrow. And on air Shabbos, you provide for Shabbos. Amr Bicham, Amr if a person gives a gift to his friend, he does not need to inform him. Meaning to say he can somehow slide the gift into his hand, into his pocket, into his house, and not say anything. As it's written, Moshe did not know that the skin of his face was radiating light, was shining. In other words, the Rabbi gave him this glowing countenance, and he had no idea. He gave him a gift, and he did not inform him. So you don't have to inform somebody when you give them a gift. From the Bryce, it says, The Pasuk says before, that a Kaddish Baruch Hu tells Moshe Rabbeinu, tell Klai Yisrael, they have to be Shoyimer Shabbos, they have to keep the Shabbos, it's an oath between me and you. Ladas means, I want you to know, 
a child. He sees a child playing in the street, and he wants to give him some food to eat. He has to inform his mother. And why does he have to inform his mother? Rashi says the idea is his mother should know that someone gave him a gift. She should be appreciative, and there'll be Mara and Reus be Yisrael. That's the idea. So, here you see that when you give a gift, in order to be mar you have to inform the person that he received a gift. You gave him a gift. So the Gemara says, low kasha. It's not a kasha. It depends. matana One is talking about a matana that is going to be revealed, right? Moshe Rabbeinu's face was shining. Very quickly, people told him so. So he was going to figure it out. Rabbi didn't need to tell him. That's talking about a matana that you're not going to know about. If you wouldn't know that you received the gift, then you have to say, if, the, if somebody would give that tinok some bread, and he would eat it, and he would come home, and the mother would have no idea, so then it would be chaval, then there wouldn't be this opportunity for being mar and reyuz b'yisrael, therefore you have to say. So the Gemara says, one second, Shabbos Nami, isn't Shabbos as well a matana David al-Igliyah, I mean, are going to know, my Shabbos is going to give them the mitzvah of Shabbos later, when he gives them the mitzvah of Shabbos, so, you know, so why does he need to tell them, I am Hashem, who's Mekadishu? He's going to, they're going to know that they're getting Shabbos. They're going to know. So the Gemara says they're going to know that they're getting Shabbos. But what does that mean? That's not a Vidaligui. So when he says, he's informing them to some degree of the Schar of Shabbos. I am Hashem, I am being Mekadishu. The receipt of Shabbos is not just something like any other mitzvah. Shabbos is, it's the Kedusha of Kalaisa. Amar said, from here you learn, when you give bread to a child, you have to tell his mother. If the mother's there, you tell him. If the mother's not there, how do you tell her? And maybe it's inappropriate to talk to the mother. What do you do to the child that would, in a, that, that would, in a way, inform the mother that he received the gift from somebody? So, so you smear oil on him. Or or you put, you fill up, his eye with, around his eye, with like blue makeup, like women do. And when you do that, his mother will ask him, who did that? Who put this on you? Who put this in your eye? And he will tell him, this person, he gave me a gift, and therefore, thereby, will be mar bechiba of a shalom But today, says the Gemara, today, already, the chashim and the kshafim, today we're concerned for kshafim, meaning if somebody finds their child with oil and with kuchla in their eye, suspect somebody put some kind of a spell on their child, some kind of sorcery, that's going to give them unnecessary fear. So my so what should you do? Amr of Papa today, Shaiflame also I'm in smear the same kind of food that you gave the child, smear it on him. So you gave him a peanut butter sandwich, you'll smear a little bit of peanut butter over his eye or something, and the mother will see the peanut butter. Where'd you get peanut butter from? Ah so and so gave me peanut butter. Okay. Call mitzvahs shenasan lahem akadosh baruch hu yisrael. All of the mitzvahs that akadosh baruch hu gave kal yisrael, nasan lahem b'farhesia. He gave up the b'farhesia. Meaning, he gave us mitzvahs, so it was before some people knew, everyone knew about it. 
wasn't a secret. Chutz mi Shabbos. Except for Shabbos. Shenasen ha-mitzina. Shabbos was given mitzina. Remember, b'ni u'bein b'nei Yisrael. Also, the other one says, Shabbos, it's between us. It's between me and Kal Yisrael. It's our secret. It's an os, but it's not for anybody else. So, in fact, the Gemara Yachi, if no one knows about Shabbos, lo li'an shunachim Allah, the Goyim shouldn't be punished for Shabbos. Rashi seems to be mefaris. They shouldn't be punished for not being mekabel Shabbos. They shouldn't be punished for not being mekabel, for not keeping Shabbos. They don't know about Shabbos. The, the, and, and some of them have explained they didn't know that they were even being given Shabbos, so how could they be blamed for not accepting the whole Torah? They didn't even know about Shabbos. Or the Marshal explains an alternative shot. If a guy keeps Shabbos, he shouldn't be punished because he didn't even know that there's Shabbos that's been given to Kali so that he's not supposed to keep it. So, whatever it is, the Gemara is asking if no one knows about it, so, so the Gemara says, no, no. Shabbos, he did let them know about Shabbos. Everyone knows about Shabbos. The fact that there's such a thing as Shabbos, the seventh day is the Jewish Sabbath, everyone knows. We know that. But Matan Scharlo, I didn't know about the Schar. How great is the reward for keeping Shabbos? That is the secret of Kal Yisrael. That nobody knows. They would know probably that all run and be Maguire. Or even the Matan Schar who's Madiyah. But the Neshama Yisera, but the Neshama Yisera, that he was not Madiyah. The Indian of the Neshama Yisera, that was not given, that was not given before Hesse. Now it's interesting. What does it mean, the Neshama Yisera? Rashi says Neshama Yisera means Rochav Leiv, the Menuchav Lesimcha, meaning to say a person is able on Shabbos to actually eat and drink more than he would normally eat and drink. Meaning to say a person can only handle a certain amount of Gashmias. And you know, it gets sort of heavy. And his, and it affects his Ruchnias. On Shabbos, a person's Ruchnias is so great that he can handle more Gashmias. Okay. Every year Shabbos, the Rabbi Yisraelim gives to a person an Hashem Yisera, an extra Neshama. And they take it away. Like it says in the Pasuk, Shabbos, Shabbos means he was he rested. Sounds like it also means he rested. But we explain that the Rebulashin is after a person has been Shabbos. Then the neshama leaves him by of the nafesh. The nefesh is lost after Shabbos passes. The nefesh yaseira that he was given. The neshama yaseira leaves by. We say by the neshama has been lost. Also, we said in the Mishnah that a person can make a tavshel on yamtiv, and once he begins cooking for yamtiv, so then he can continue cooking. So I mean, on yamtiv he can't start cooking, but he can complete the cooking that he started before. Amr Abaye loshanu el tavshel. The Mishnah. Ta- tells us you have to cook a tashul, and it's davka a tashul. It has to be a tashul. You can't cook something other than a tashul. I will pass low. You can't just bake bread. In other words, you have to cook a tashul. You can't bake bread. Why not? Maishna passed low. Why? What's the reason why he pass is no good? Ilayma. If you're going to say the reason is because you have to prepare for your area of tashulin something that's malafis. Malafis is literally a relish, meaning to say something that accompanies the bread, enhances the flavor of the bread. And Rashi explains what would be the idea. Why does your um, Erev Tavshilin have to be something that accompanies bread, that relishes, that enhances the flavor, because it's got to be something that's not Shechiyach. In other words, bread you cook all the time. The Erev Tavshilin is something you're cooking for Yom Tov. It has to be Muchach that you're cooking it for Yom Tov. How is it going to be Muchach that you're cooking it for Yom Tov? It's something you don't always cook. It's Muchach that it's 
for, it's not, it's not for Yantam, I'm sorry, it's Mukha that it's for Shabbos, something unusual. But if that's the idea, even with the reason why you can't use bread for your Eivtah, Shalim is midi de Malafis, because you need something that's Malafis, something that you eat together with the bread. Upas le Malafta, pas isn't Malafis, you don't need pas together with, pas, right? Pas is what you eat, that's the staple. But, but I, that's true, Daisanami. But Daisa, Daisa is kind of like a porridge, Nami, to go Malafta. Daisa, porridge is not Malafis, you don't eat porridge together with bread. The Babylonians are foolish. They eat bread with bread, meaning they would eat dice together with their bread. And he calls them fools, because who eats bread with bread? It's kind of like dice is one kind of a bread, and, uh, and bread is another bread. So what are you eating bread with bread? So here you see that uh, it's not a left. But at the same time, Rav Nechumi, Says in the name of Abaye, you can make an error with Daisa. So if the reason why, if the reason why Abaye says that you cannot bake bread for an area of Tavshilin is because it's not Malafes, then you couldn't use Daisa for an area. And you could, you could be Ma'ar with Daisa. So if you could be Ma'ar with Daisa, it must be that there's a different reason why I can't use Pass for an area. Not that it's not Malafes Pass. Ella, It's gotta be simply that you need something that's not Shiach. Meaning to say, you don't have to make something that's muchach, that is for Shabbos, because it's malafes, because it enhances the flavor of the bread. No, that's not what you need. What you need is just something unusual. Just something unusual, and that's it. Upash shchicha, pasach shchiach, and you can't use pas. But da'is is lo shchicha. Da'is is not as common as bread. People have bread all the time. Da'isa, not so often. So if you'd make da'isa, for Shabbos, that already would be considered Mukhamilsa, that is for Shabbos, and that's good enough for an Erev Tashilin, just because it's not Shchiach. Okay, so according to this Lashon, you could make an Erev Tashilin with Thais, with porridge, because it's not Shchiach, and anything that's not Shchiach, it's good for an Erev Tashilin, it's enough, that it's Mukhach, that uh, it's for Yom Shabbos. But this Ikad Yom is not a Lashon. Om Rabbi, you can only make Tavshul for your Erev Tashlin. Well, Pasli, you can't make Pas for that Erev Tashlin. My time, why not? If the reason is, it's got to be something unusual to be Nikolaitis for Shabbos. Upas, Shchicha, and Pas. Yishchiach. Vadais, Lishchicha, Vadaisa, porridge, is not Shchiach. And according to this version, the Gemara brings a different quote. You cannot make an Erev Tashlin. You can't. So according to this Lashon of Nukhum, he says, you can make an air with Daisa. Now, Daisa is not Shkiach. So if I cannot make an air with Daisa, even though it's not Shkiach, it must be that it's not enough that it's not Shkiach. It's got to be more than that. Ella, it must be that we need to Malafi's bin. And according to this Lashon, in order to make an air of Tavshin, to be Muchach, that is for Shabbos, it has to be something that's Malafi's pass. U pass lo Malafta. Pass is not Malafi's pass. The Daisa nami lo Malafta. And Daisa also not. And that's why you can't use Daisa. Where do we find that Daisa is not something that your Malafis pass with? They eat bread with bread. You make a whole dish of beans, of lentils, and you have a little bit left over at the bottom. You can be so you want to put those aside. That'll be Arab Tashil, and you'll save that for Shabbos, and you'll continue cooking. That's okay. That's assuming you have enough to make up a kazais. You have a minimum of a kazais, that's the minimum shear, even though it's the bottom of the barrel. We don't say it's not chashev, it's fine. The grease on the knife, sometimes you cut a lot of meat, you have a lot of grease on the knife. You can be gore, you can scrape it off. And that 
You can be some and that'll be your food that you started cooking for Shabbos. Again, it's got to amount to a kezayis. Little small salty fish. You know, herring, little small salty fish. If a guy cooks them, you can eat it. Why could I eat it? Because even before he cooked them, it was edible. Since it was salted, it became edible that way. That's called nechal kamoshu chai. And in Hilchas Bishalakum, the lach is something which is nechal kamoshu chai, doesn't have an answer of Bishalakum. The Bishal of the guy didn't make a significant change. You could have eaten it even without his Bishal. Amrav Yosef, but if he did cook them, even though it didn't need to be cooked, but if a guy does cook them, you can set that aside for your Eruv Tashilin. Meaning to say, even though it didn't need to be cooked, but it's good enough for an Eruv Tashilin. But if you made them into Kasadaharsana, Kasadaharsana is a dish where you fry the um, fish in Shuman of the inside of the fish and in flour, then it's Asr. Why is it Asr? Because the flour, that's an edible pshita. So it's Pashat. Isn't that Pashat that uh, now he's cooking the flour and there's Bishalakum in the flour? No. I might have thought the Iker here is the Harsin is the fish. And the flour is tuffle and it's insignificant. And since the fish was edible beforehand, it was salted fish. So the Bishalakum doesn't make it out. So come on, that the Kamcha Iker, the flour is the Iker.